Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. And tonight I will be sharing true paranormal stories from the web. Or today, I guess. Um, as always, you can find all the episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me, at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And uh, tonight, again, I'm sharing true paranormal stories from the web. Tomorrow will be more paranormal news, and uh, I will figure out um, Thursday Thursday's show uh, once it gets a little closer here. Um, so that is the plan, and uh, it'll be probably a, a review of some kind, and um, probably some Lovecraft, but things can change. We will see what happens. Um, and again, thank you all for listening and for being here, whether you listen on the live stream or to the podcast or YouTube feeds. And um, yeah, just really glad to be back here doing the show now again after taking a week off last week. Um, it's, it's just, I, I can't even say how much I enjoy doing the show. So that's, um, I'm glad to be here. I, I've gotten to the point now where I enjoy doing the shows more than I actually enjoy writing. Which, um, for many years, writing was my main thing that I like to do. So, uh, it's amazing how things change over time. Anyway, um, I think with everything that's all set, basically now everything is all set with uh, updates and all of that. So, um, I think I can get to the stories here. So... I have three of them for today, and uh, here is the first one. This one says, when I was about 11 or 12, I was staying at my friend's house for the night. I was sleeping in their spare room, adjacent to the stairs. As a kid, I used to sleep with the door open, so I left the door open as usual and went to bed that night. There was a light I'm sorry, there was light uh bleeding in from their living room lounge uh, and from their TV. So the stairway opposite my room was dimly lit. Not completely dark. And I could still make out color and detail of wall pictures and other things like that. Maybe about an hour after laying down in bed. Facing the wall as I usually did, I turned around and I saw what at the time I thought was my friend's mother standing on the middle of the stairs so I could see only her upper torso. She was staring at me with a completely emotionless and blank expression. I can make out the clothes she was wearing. The direction her hair was angled 
and everything in pretty good detail, considering the light, the lighting. She was staring at me directly in my eyes, and I was staring back mainly because I felt really uneasy considering I was a child sleeping in bed and I didn't want to take my eyes off of her in case something happened. After about 10 minutes, I decided to get up and go and see, go and see what she wanted. It was only about six feet from the door of the of my room to where she was standing. And by the time I got to the top of the stairs, she she had just gone. Literally, like she just demanifested. That's a different word. Into thin air before my eyes. I never took my eyes off her once except to blink. Confused, I went downstairs to see if she was there. And she was just watching TV in the lounge with her husband. So I went back to bed. About an hour later, I woke up feeling the same uneasiness. And I looked out of the door. And she was there again. And this event repeated itself. After this one, I fell asleep until the morning. I have no idea what I could have possibly seen. Does anyone have any ideas? To my knowledge, she is still alive. This event happened around 11 years ago. So that's the end of the story. And, uh... I'm wondering if maybe she was um, just concerned and wanted to make sure everything was okay somewhat in their mind. She was focused on the fact that they had a, she had a guest. And maybe somehow that focus, um, it led to her appearing to this, this child in that room. Excuse me, and um, and multiple times it sounds like. So I wonder if it was some kind of a maybe um, I don't know. Just he was able to censor her thoughts, focusing on him. Maybe it was. I have heard of this before. Um, the sort of a bilocation kind of thing, or at least. Um, Almost like an out-of-body experience, but it's not exactly complete. It's like the focus of the person is focused is focused is divided between two places that where what they're doing, which is in this case she was watching TV, and then thinking of this guest that she had in her house, who was the writer of the story. Um. Especially since nothing else really happened. I can definitely see how the writer, as a kid, would have been frightened by this. Um, but I really wonder if maybe it was a combination of the writer being sensitive as a kid and the, his friend's mother just being, can, um, just thinking of the boy, or boy, of the child. Doesn't really say who it was. Um, the child in the guest room wanting to make sure everything was okay. So, at least that's kind of the impression I get, and of course I could be wrong. 
Um, but still a neat story. And uh, yeah, I wonder about that. So um, that's the first one. I have two more to go here. And let me see here. All right, so I'll get to this next one. This one says, I used to work at a big box retail store. So I've had a few work friends that worked there. One day my mother and I went to the store and saw one of my work friends uh, seeming confused and out of sorts. So we stopped to talk to her. One of the questions was, what was going on with an RV that was outside. She seemed to know things that she previously had no knowledge of. We didn't think anything of it, besides people giving us weird looks as they passed by. Well, at one point in our conversation, her daughter, N, came walking into the store, looking upset and crying. When we saw her, we asked what happened. And her mom said she had to go and walked off very quickly. Her daughter walked into the back of the store, or the back room. So we sat and waited for her to come out to ask if she was okay. N ended up telling us that she was coming in to talk with her mom's employer to tell them that her mom passed away earlier that day. Um, says, we asked if it was some type of joke because we were just talking to her before she had to go because Anne walked into the store. Anne told us we weren't talking to her mom. We were talking to a shelf. It was safe to say my mother and I went home confused and kept an eye on the obituary part of the newspaper. And we, in fact, did see that my friend did pass away. Let's see, So that's the end of that story. And that's as um, sad but also amazing that they saw what could have been a spirit of a person that had passed, and, but didn't even realize it. And obviously this person must have looked um, solid. It wasn't like an apparition, like a, a mist or a, a fog or a light. It looked like a solid living person. But um, people around them, and I've heard this in other stories before, people around them were giving them weird looks because to them, these two people were just standing there talking to a shelf. So... Um, amazing story there. I wonder if anyone else in the store at the time saw anything at all, if it was just those two, the, the writer and their mother. Um, but, um, yeah, amazing sighting there in the middle of a busy location. Um, so yeah, really quite the story, but not also, um, there's all kinds of variations on this kind of a story out there online, if you look around. Um, so, really amazing. Hopefully uh, everything went well with that family, and both those families, really, and and the person that had passed on. But uh, I think it's important to share those stories, because there's something there, and it's just hard to say what it is.
Um, so I have one more story left. This is going to be a shorter episode, but that happens. Um, this one says, This is a story about an old house in a rural part of central Massachusetts. It was a huge old house that had originally been half of a hotel. The other half was nearby. For some reason, it was split in half, and the halves were moved apart. That always perplexed—excuse me—that always perplexed me. There we go. It was a huge three-story Victor- Victorian structure with wide porches. How and why the building was split was never explained to me. The house was owned by some friends of my parents. They would host parties with lots of people. And the woman would play, I guess I mean mean the wife, would play the piano and sing. There were a lot of kids there, and we would run around, inside and outside, while the adults uh, socialized. My memories of the house are vague, as this was more than 40 years ago. I do remember that the house was huge and had way more rooms than the family that lived there could use. Up on the third floor, there were several hotel rooms with doors largely unchanged since it was an operating hotel. The family that lived there openly talked about the house being haunted. I was fascinated by their stories as a child. Odd things would happen, such as repeatedly finding the telephone receiver out of its cradle and sitting on the table next to the phone. Light bulbs would go missing, apparently unscrewed from the socket and spirited away. The one anecdote that left the deepest impression on me was one that the mother of the family told us had happened to her. One afternoon, she was vacuuming in one of the rooms on the third floor. She turned around and was startled to see a man standing in the room, motionless, and staring at her. She described him as a man in a gray suit, wearing wire-rimmed glasses. He didn't say a word and just stood staring at her. Caught off guard and flustered, by the man's sudden appearance, she said the first thing that came to mind. Would you like a cup of coffee? He simply disappeared before her eyes. I never understood why someone would offer a cup of coffee to an apparition, but my mother said that the woman explained it as that she was aware that the house had an apparent presence and that she felt that it was benevolent, and she wanted the person, the presence, I'm sorry, to feel welcome. I wish that I had more details to share. I wonder if the house is still there today. And that's where the story ends. Sounds like an active location, uh, wherever it is. Um, glad that nothing really threatening happens there. Although the um, the lights being the the light bulbs being bulbs being removed is odd, 
Um, but uh, seems like it's kind of somewhat centered around electronics in a way. Light bulbs, telephone. Um, but then that one sighting is also amazing. Especially seeing someone disappear before your eyes. Not even like they walked away and then they were gone. So. But amazing story there. Really wonder what this place is, where it is, and the history behind it. Um, but of course, it's hard to say without the actual name of the location and the and or an address. And really, if it's a private property, then then that's not something that should be um, shared out there either. So it's hard to hard to know. But um, but yeah, amazing story there, and a lot of activity. But again, nothing. Nothing too serious, which I always love those stories. Um, and I wonder how many other people had experiences there over the years or have them now, if it's still around. Um, so, yeah, that's basically all I have, all I have for today. Um, so thank you all for listening. And I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Paranormal News on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.